When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. <laughs> You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hello, and welcome to the Sup Daily Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine. And the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, brought to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Great. Hi, Sammy. Hi, Elise. <laughs> it's voting day. Did you vote? I did vote by mail. Um, same. I, you know, just the same. It was, it was glorious. Um, I really enjoyed it because I was able to look up some people like I was able to like research my ballot more than I normally can because I feel like no matter how much I try every time I go in there there's like something that I'm like what is this yeah well my biggest question was like should I vote for Biden given that you know Elizabeth Warren was still on the ticket um or should I just you know when it came to the picking the delegates I obviously like picked the Biden delegates Mm -hmm. but you know, when it came to picking the primary candidate, it was like, do I go with my heart or do I go with, you know, yeah. the person who's already the candidate? <laughs> exactly. It was interesting on, on my ballot. Like I went through everything. I was able to Google all these people, get everything done. And then there was like one last section. It was called like, I can't even remember what it was called. It was called like committee something female. It was like three women and you had to pick two. and. I could not find one single piece of information on any, on what the position was, on who the people were, nothing. And so I'm, I'm not a political strategist, but I will say to anyone listening that if you are going to run for office, have a website, (laughs) (laughs) have one tweet that where you say what you think about anything. That is so weird. I didn't have like anything exciting on my ballot other than reelecting Jerry Nadler, even though I'm actually personally kind of angry at him at the moment. But I just was like, am I going to throw my vote? You know, at this point, I Very personal choice because he had pissed me off too recently for me to really go in on another candy. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you, yeah. you got your pissing of me off in just under the line, mister. <laughs> right, like you didn't give me enough time to call your office and to complain and to like really start a whole thing about this because the thing that bothered me was something he said on Sunday and we'll get to it in our first story mm-hmm. um, about the Southern District of New York and Bill Barr. But yeah, so... 
that was just disappointing because it was like, okay, so I guess I'm just going to vote for, you know, my incumbent who refuses to impeach Bill Barr because there would be no point, as he says. That was disappointing. Yeah. It's like, that sucks. Yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. Uh, it was an interesting experience and I enjoyed voting by mail. I will say that I missed the sticker. Oh my God. Avi went to vote in person because he never got his ballot and he didn't take a sticker. I'm like, what? I'm like, why did you? What? Wow. He's like, he's like, he's like, what is it? Like, I'm, he's like, I'm not in kindergarten. Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? You no, have the to sticker take is for sticker. adults. I know. The sticker know. is an adult incentive. By, by, by default, because you must be 18 to vote. Exactly. So this is an adult sticker. sticker. It's not for minors. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, he, and I was like, I was shocked. But that is shocking. To pass this is like up the really, sticker is shocking to me. Here's the thing. This is really his first year as like a politically engaged individual. So I don't think he, you know, I guess it's better than people who just vote for the sticker. Yeah. Yeah. He voted it's good. to vote it's good. His, with no his, incentive. Exactly. His intentions are pure because he's not doing it for the sticker. He's doing it for the future of democracy. He that didn't said, post it on Instagram. Take the free sticker. I know. It's a free sticker. It's crazy. How could you <laughs> how would you pass it up? I don't know. But yeah. But Elise, other than you know, the election, yes. What's happening near well, you? I think it's time that we address um the firework situation. It's okay. been going on across across the nation. Tell us. Um it's not there getting are, a lot of play. There are an ass load of fireworks going off constantly, everywhere. Per- professional fireworks massive fireworks i i live in bushwick brooklyn it's crazy here um i know k our our wonderful k lives in uh in harlem and it's crazy there as well but i have friends in dc who say it's crazy friends in philly who say it's crazy la friends say it's crazy and they're i'm i'm sort of i've well versed myself in all the prevailing theories about the fireworks. I could happily your, run through them. What's your what's your top theory? Okay. My top what I think is I'm I'm going back and forth because I change I change daily. I think that the explanation that fireworks are just cheaper because there have been a like lack of events and so people are like offloading their fireworks for way cheaper and that's why we're seeing these high quality fireworks and all that stuff. I feel like there's truth to that, but I'm also because I'm because I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart. I don't um, think you should I don't think you should call yourself a conspiracy theorist because I think what we're learning is that conspiracy theorist is a term that has been applied to people who dare to point out what's really going on and the various ways that we get screwed by the powers that be. So before you before you put yourself down Thank you. Believing in that explan the, the explanation, which is not you know offered as the obvious one by the authorities. That's what I prefer yes. to call it, not as catchy <laughs> as the one word. But <laughs> yeah. So basically, there is another theory that the fireworks are being spread by the police. This is definitely a prevailing theory in New York. I can't speak to what other cities' prevailing theories are but that the police are 
either directly responsible for spreading the fireworks or purposefully not responding to the fireworks, which is what I found in my neighborhood because we actually had a woman who lives across the street from me. One of my neighbors has lived in this area for 30 years. She's a black woman. Just I say that because it's relevant to this story and noise in Bushwick in general, who literally was going door to door trying to like get us all, basically the neighborhood together to try to be like, we have to do something because the fireworks are insane. And like I, we have an old folks home on our corner that is like going nuts. And it's, it's really crazy. So anyway, there's a prevailing theory that the fireworks are either being provided by the police or um, being not responded to purposefully to kind of drive us all back into their arms. <laughs> well, it's sort of like, it, yes, that, that's, it, it, it's, it sounds to me like a combination of like, we have these cheap fireworks, we have access to them. Let's just leave them where people might want to, you know, play with them. Yeah, or just not intervene in the sale or distribution of them in a way that maybe they would have in the past. Because I do know what this woman who my my across-the-street neighbor was saying is that she's been trying to coordinate with this old folks home to get this issue solved because we literally have all these elderly and disabled people from our community who are in assisted living who cannot sleep because they're going off until 4 o'clock in the morning and they're like, high-grade fireworks and it's scaring them because some of them have like Alzheimer's and stuff. They don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. I mean, so- also think about like anyone with a sensory disorder, like some, like someone has autism or like a seizure disorder or something like, like there's right. a lot of, and not to mention the dogs. <laughs> you know? We can't even get into the dogs. Like, yeah, it's, it's, and I mean, the, the, re- the theory is that this is sort of being used as a method of like sleep deprivation to kind of like disorient the people who are protesting by making it difficult to sleep and think. <laughs> I, the thing is, I because she's here. <laughs> I'm here, but I'm not sleeping and I am finding it difficult to think. Yeah. yeah. Kay's situation is crazy. Kay has not slept. If you look at her Insta story, hopefully it'll still be up. Um, there's like literally professional fireworks. Like it looks like it's 50 feet away from her room. Yeah. It's, it's really wild. And here's what I'll say about it. Do I know where these fireworks are coming from? Absolutely not. But is, is the conspiracy theory the craziest thing in the world? No, I literally just read an article about a time that the U S government in the seventies installed in 80 million in in 1970 which is crazy an 80 million dollar like spy outfit for a cat so that the cat could like go and do like um i don't know spy work and then the cat um the cat got hit by a car and so 80 million (laughs) dollars down the drain because yes he tried to put a spy outfit on a cat yes i'm gonna so, so the the government's playing with these weird methods, like as if it's monopoly money, like just yeah. the cat gets hit, that operation's yes. out the door. Yeah, I mean, the, the federal go- the government does crazy shit like this all the time and then calls the people who call that out conspiracy theorists so they seem crazy. But in reality, this is the kind of shit that, that intelligence agencies do in foreign countries all the time to like dis- disorient the insurgencies and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It's actually probably one of the less expensive 
methods of doing okay, so, especially do compared say, to a cat suit. So I do want to say that I did just Google this just to make sure that I'm providing correct information. Um, it was $20 million. Oh, so well, a little less. much better. <laughs> and um, it was called off. <laughs> it was called Operation Acoustic Kitty. <laughs> Why did they need this cat to spy? Why couldn't okay. it? Acoustic Kitty was a CIA project launched by the CIA <laughs> in the 1960s intended to use cats to spy on Kremlin and Soviet embassies. In an hour-long procedure, a veterinary surgeon implanted a microphone in the cat's ear. Um, wow. And so I guess they sent one of these cats out and then it was killed by a taxi almost immediately. <laughs> You know, for people who think that the fireworks sound outrageous, we just like just top that by like a multiplier of 10, a $20 million cat spy. Okay. So you think a few fireworks is out of the realm of possibility for the United States government? That's my thing is now I check everything against, is it as crazy as Operation Acoustic Kitty? And if it's not, I'm like, you know what? It could happen. (laughs) Okay, we have we have one more thing that we need to not one more thing like we used to do, but we have one more thing that before we get to the first story of the day, I know. Yeah, we're can you believe we haven't even really in. talked about the news? We've just yelled about fireworks and acoustic kitty. Okay, tell everyone about the exciting thing. Yes, we are very excited to announce, remind you, etc., that we are having a live show. Uh, America's birthday is coming up. As we know, she's had a pretty rough year. So we are throwing America's Zoom birthday party on July 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're gonna, it's gonna be a variety show. We're gonna have all sorts of games. 100% of the ticket sales are gonna be donated to the ACLU's Voting Rights Project. And considering the voter suppression that we've seen in Kentucky this week, that's a pretty, I would say pretty good cause on our part for us to have picked prior to even knowing that. So yes, definitely. <laughs> um, we're going to, we have a bunch of guests and we're going to be getting more, but as of right now, we're going to be playing games with rep Eric Swalwell. who's coming back. One of our, one of our most beloved Favorites. friends of the pod, uh, yeah. Priyanka Arabindi and EJ Baker of crooked media are going to play a game with us. We're doing a little crooked betches sub crossover. The, the fans have been begging for, frankly. Yeah, I think the coolest thing about this is that we're using this new platform that's like, it's not just going to be like Zoom quality. It's like super legit. You can partake in the games. People can, the audience can join the games. It's like, imagine like a virtual, like imagine like a virtual TV special mm-hmm. that it's like, this is the new pay-per-view. Yes. It's a, it's going to be a fun night. America's Zoom birthday. It's, on July 2nd, even though I know most people think that America's birthday is July 4th, that's actually just a rumor. It's technically the 2nd, which is why we're honoring it with the Zoom birthday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going to be really amazing. So, And also, 100% of the proceeds of the tickets go to, to go to charity. So it is money well spent because you're stopping voter suppression. Mm-hmm. And where can you get these tickets, Lise? Oh, God. You can get these tickets at Betches.co slash SUP live. That's Betches.co not com. We're done with com. It's all co now. Betches.co slash sup, S-U-P, live, spelled normally like the word live. <laughs> L-I-V-E. S-U-P-L-I-V-E. Now you know. Okay. Okay. Sup-live. <laughs> Sup-live. Yeah. <laughs> 
We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Should we get into our first story of the day? Yes, indeed. It's actually a story that happened over the weekend and was kind of like happening throughout the weekend um, because it was a botch story. Would you Mm -hmm. believe it or not? Okay, so on Saturday night, Oh, no. Sorry. It wasn't Saturday night. I think it was Saturday day. But, you know, the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill Barr, our favorite corrupt attorney general, Mm -hmm. made the announcement that Jeffrey Berman would be stepping down from his position as the U.S. attorney for the Southern District in New York. You know that the Southern District is kind of where, like, all the crazy, like, mob cases happen, where the, you know, white-collar crime issues happen. They're famously, um, you know, like, a tough district to get away with your crimes in, (laughs) Um, generally. But Trump has managed. So yeah. this was so this firing was news to a lot of people, including Berman himself, who is the latest victim of Trump's attempts at, at obstructing justice. Um, so basically, Berman was surprised that he was expected to resign, and Barr responded and claimed that Berman was making a public spectacle spectacle by not resigning for no reason. Um, so basically, Berman was in the the reason for this firing is that Berman, who was previously had previously prosecuted Michael Cohen, was in the middle of several ongoing investigations that focused on the president, including one focused on Rudy Giuliani. There was one focused on Deutsche Bank, um, Epstein. I just feel like if you are a person who's investigating crimes in New York, in Manhattan, Donald Trump is going to, he's going to be in your 
in your sphere. <laughs> You're going to start interacting yeah. with Donald Trump and his associates. <laughs> yeah, they were, you know, they were really kind of touching a lot of stories that he was involved in, like sketchiness with the inauguration committee. So the interesting thing about Jeffrey Berman is that he's actually a Republican who had already donated to Donald Trump. So ain't no loyalty there. Um and as a response to the firing, over 135 former U.S. attorneys and assistant U.S. attorneys signed an open letter that said Berman was fired without just cause, which is also evident in the fact that Barr actually offered him a promotion to run the Civil Rights Division. So it wasn't like he was firing him for like lack of performance. There, he like destroyed that own argument of his. Um, and these lawyers are these these former attorneys expressed frustration with the administration's politicization of the Justice Department, especially the Southern District. What Trump and Barr's goal with doing this was, was to give Berman's position to a lackey named Jay Clayton, um, who currently sits as the SEC chairman and likes to play golf with Trump. He's thought to be very unqualified for this position. So since he can't get in there without being confirmed. Um, Berman's chief deputy, Audrey Strauss, will replace him and take over those in existing investigations. So hopefully those investigations will be protected and still be able to go through. And Barr, you know, was ideally, you know, hopefully won't be successful mm -hmm. with getting his, you know, his, his friend and probably himself off the hook. So are they still trying to get Clayton in there? Because I feel like maybe they've dropped that a little bit after everything, after it kind of like blew up, which is the classic Trump thing where it's like they do something shady and then they're like, oh, whoa, I didn't realize anyone would notice what well, we were also, doing. So there was also an interesting piece where um, on Saturday, Barr tried to blame the fire, tried to say that this this firing was ordered by Trump. Trump said, I have nothing to do with it, basically. And classic. Kinda, like, you know, not me. I don't know. Um, I have no idea what goes on in the White House. I'm not in charge. Right. I've never heard of any of these people. Like, yeah. Um, so basically, so Barr, I think, looked stupid. Um, look, I'm sure may maybe in this go around, they weren't able to get rid of him. But you know that they just keep, you know, hammering away until they get rid of their people. Like Jeff Sessions, who's still kissing Trump's ass on Twitter. Amazingly. Um, but yeah, that is pretty much the story. Maybe they'll get, get Clayton in there or somewhere else. But I think he's thought of as being like extremely unqualified. Yeah, I read that he had had no prosecutorial experience, which should be, yeah. I feel like, a quality of the top prosecutor in the Southern District of New York. Right. It's, it's <laughs> almost as if you were to just become the top prosecutor. Right? I guess I could. At this I rate. don't play golf with Trump, so I'd be at least an improvement there. <laughs> True. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready 
in less than 30 minutes. Oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes. Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. All right, shall we move on to the next story? Uh, Yes, we're jumping around today. All yeah, we've got. It, yeah, they're not really all connected, but they are connected in that it's all part of sort of the the monstrous year that is 2020. Yes. <laughs> so President Trump is ramping up his favorite campaign strategy, which is, as we all know, inciting hate and tension over immigration. Yesterday, the president signed an executive order limiting immigration. Um, he's been doing this since the outset of the pandemic, uh, but yesterday's order will freeze several guest work programs until the end of the year. So this order applies to several different types of types of visas, including those for specialized fields, non-agricultural seasonal workers, cultural exchange workers like au pairs. He's coming for the au pairs, which I feel, I would just think because Trump is such a creepy man. He would, he would want like them. want he would want to keep au pairs. Well, it's also having never raised his children, he would right? understand the value, right? But okay, it includes au pairs uh, and relocation visas. Uh, it also puts a hold on immigration for the spouses of these visa holders. Um, so, just like a major halt on normal forms of immigration, not illegal immigration. Literal legal immigration, people who are doing the thing that all of these conservatives yell about, like, get in line, do it, come come to this country legally, and we'll support you. No, yeah, this is usually the kind of immigration that they like because it's skilled workers. Like, yes, why would you not want to invite skilled workers to be part of your economy if you're the president? Well, a bunch of like business leaders have come out against this because of exactly that reason. Um, Like they're, believe it or not, people from other countries have a lot to offer. (laughs) So (laughs) these leaders are, these business leaders are like, fuck, because this, I was reading about this today and it also means that um, companies, like if you have an international office, like Betches London, 
Oh, right. Um, Batches London. You know, the, you know the office that <laughs> you've yeah, been the looking to the, the Betches London, Betches Ibiza, the various offices. Yes. Um, you could not transfer someone from your London office or for your, from your foreign office to a U.S. office under this. So That's it, like, the fucks dumbest that. thing. I mean, there's ever. just no reason for it. Um, tech because companies. Trump hates traveling. He hates yeah. traveling. Tech companies are also speaking out about how this will impact their talent pool because um, obviously there's a lot of innovation in tech that happens in other countries. <laughs> so, um, luckily, visa holders who are already here will not be impacted, but anyone who was planning on getting a visa is not in a good spot. And um, while his administration has claimed that this is because of coronavirus, this has been something that they've obviously been working towards since way before the pandemic. And since he's been back on the campaign trail, he doesn't, he really doesn't even care about supporting his, his, like protecting his own supporters from the pandemic. So I don't know, you know, it's like selective. It's, it's selective so when dumb. he cares about the pandemic and when he doesn't. It is just incredibly dumb. That whole yeah. story is, st- I put it in a stupid box and yes. like, yeah. And it's not, it's not like, again, it's not like it actually, I, I don't, I feel bad like, going into a narrative where we're like some types of immigrants are better than others and da 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 like these unskilled immigrants have brought a lot to this country as well but the people who hold these visas are typically again these really highly skilled workers who are supposedly the types of immigrants that they want to see coming into this country right well that's why i think it's like so particularly stupid not because like one immigrant is better than another but because like it's it undermines their own their own like theory on immigration yeah like it it really it and it kind of shows what their real heart is which is that they just don't want immigrants to come in at all yeah they actually want to stop immigration which is what we've all known right like the mask is off at this point no pun intended because that brings (laughs) us to our next story wow oh my god i didn't even (sighs) i didn't even plan that one we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and I don't know why everyone is just like, oh, let me go about my life. Because yesterday, the World Health Organization reported that Sunday was the largest increase of corona cases in 24 hours. Um, meanwhile, most of the country is beginning to reopen while cases are increasing and hitting record highs in several states throughout the country. This weekend, Florida saw their largest daily increase so far with 4,671 new cases on Saturday. And every day, it seems like for the past few days, at least, I've been getting notifications that Florida is breaking records daily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Governor DeSantis in Florida um, took a step sort of in the right direction by acknowledging the cases were not rising due to increased testing, but because they actually were rising. So, Which is I, what Trump is trying to say and tried to right. say at his rally and... Even went, even made that comment that was like, I told them to stop testing. And then he's like, that was a joke. And it's like, truth and oh, comedy, oh. babe, that's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you, you definitely did that. make a joke. I might believe it was a joke if I've ever heard the president make a joke before. Um, His yeah. jokes are always just saying something that he truly believes. <laughs> that's fucked up. And everyone's like, oh, how? And he's like, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Ivanka's hot. I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, you're not. You're weird, man. 
Yeah. Um, so cases are also growing in Texas, whose governor has said that reentering lockdown is his last resort. So it looks like they're just going to let that keep growing. Um, meanwhile, in California, where, where cases are also growing as they reopen, Governor Newsom has been adamant about requirements to wear masks in public as cases rise. That is fairly new development because I was speaking to my friend in LA just a week ago about how no one was wearing masks and she was like so mad. Yeah, I um, think they made it like you have to, it's like mandatory. I mean, I don't know how they're enforcing it on the ground. Uh, Fireworks tickets. are illegal in New York. And right. no one cares. No one cares about that. So yeah, but also we're seeing that cases for young people are growing up because people are starting to like get bored and want to go to bars and stuff like that. So I saw that in Florida, the meat, like I think it was the median age of cases was down from like low sixties, like 62 or something to around 37. So this is not just a disease that affects old people. You can get it even if you're young. Yes, reminder, if you didn't listen to the episode that we had a comedian, Brian Yang, on this podcast not long ago to talk about how he, as a healthy 32-year-old man, almost died from coronavirus and was in the hospital yeah. for over three weeks. So but I saw, I saw a study the other, the other day that like, even if you have mild symptoms, they don't know what kind of damage that does long-term. So it's really a crapshoot of a disease. Like, I just don't see why we would risk it because the way I see it, like, like in purely logical terms, where we are right now in terms of cases requires the type of action that we needed to be taking on like March 13th, March 14th, like when we were just starting the lockdown because you saw cases were rising. Like they're rising like that now. And yet everyone's like, phase two, let's go. Like I know everyone's just like, oh, we're over it because there's number one, I think, and rightfully so, another news story kind of took over the public consciousness, which again, rightfully so, but that doesn't mean that the old story is done. But I right. think that people get in, I think that the the 24-hour news media has gotten yeah. into people's brains in such a way that, like, you can't hold multiple stories at once. It's yeah. always just, like, trend. whatever's trending is at the front of your brain and, like, everything else goes away. And so people got, and I know that I felt it and I had to keep checking myself and being like, okay, well, Corona's almost done. And it's like, no. Not really. No, yeah. it's not. It's Don't think little, that cases are down in New York. That yes. is true, but that doesn't mean that it's permanent. But it's it's interesting that you say that about the twenty four news hours, twenty four hour news cycles. I've been thinking about that lately because a friend of mine suggested that I change my TikToks that I just started doing. She's like, mm -hmm. "Why don't you do like a daily rundown of like the most important stories?" And as she said that, I'm thinking like, "Yeah, that seems like how everyone has been conceiving of the news for the past like twenty years, which is the problem." Because it's like, just because a story like happens on a specific day, the story doesn't go away. Like, yeah, like George Floyd, that the problem of the story, like just because that story happened one day, like the problem of the story is eternal. So yeah, like we need to talk about everything all the time, as long as it's relevant, regardless of like its immediate relevance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that 100%. And I do feel like we just, our brains are not like trained to hold like multiple things at one time because we're so used to just being like, this is what's trending on Twitter and this is what every single person is talking about. So I'm only talking about this. And it's like that no. 
you know, right. it's not the same as maybe if back in the day, like sitting down to a newspaper and like seeing all the stories like laid out together and being like, yeah. okay, there's a, on the front page, we've got a George Floyd Black Lives Matter story, but we also have a coronavirus story. And like, I wonder if maybe that would help you. Not that I can speak to that at all because I never lived that life, but I wonder if that would help you conceptualize all the stories as together rather than this world where we're just so focused on one thing all the time and then we leave shit in the dust without actually fixing the issue. Yes, that's exactly the problem. Leaving it in the dust without fi fixing the issue because they you move everyone moved on to today's the next day's stories. Yes. But like yesterday's stories like are still real. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Anyway, I think that's the end of our show. I think that is the end of our show, guys. Um, and remember to get your tickets for our live show on July 2nd, 8 p.m. EST. It's America's Zoom birthday party. Betches.co slash SUP Live. All the proceeds go to the ACLU Voting Rights Project. Yes. Until the return of democracy. <laughs> I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine. And this is the Betches SUP Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.